Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, I Have Given You an Example. It shall be focused on a study of John chapter 13. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the teaching that you have given us an example. That Father, you came and you showed us what true service is to give our lives for others. We pray, Father, may you help us to have such an unselfish attitude. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to John chapter 13. Chapter 13 Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself. After that he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, what I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit, and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. 
He then, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go ye cannot come, so now I say to you, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Brenham titled, A Trumpet Gives an Uncertain Sound. This was preached in 1963 on January the 14th. We'll begin at paragraph 107 up to paragraph 162. I trust you find it to be a blessing. War. It's always been war. We never joined the church or come into the church uh, to come to a picnic. We must realize we're coming to a battleground. I never come for people to pat me on the back and say, Brother Benham, you're a wonderful person. No, sir, I come there with a shield on. I don't need a shield for that. I come with a helm and the armor. I come to fight. Fight every inch of the ground. God told Joshua, every place a soldier your foot treads upon, that I give you. So footsteps meant possession. And when the church gets to a place that compromises with creeds and compromises with the word and compromises with the world, I mean, then it's losing ground. It's taken back. What we need tonight is soldiers that possess every divine promise in this Bible that God promised to the church. Oh, armor of God, and to stand. It's what we need. Soldiers. Not get a uniform for a dress parade. It's always different. When a man, any nation, we got spies through every nation. We got German spies here. We got English spies here. We got 
We got spies over in England. What are they trying to do? They're trying to find out what kind of a material, what kind of a bomb the other has got. FBI's for near every nation. They're watching to see that's how they survive. They watch and see what kind of a bomb the other one gets. Then they come by and make it a little better or make something to counteract it. We don't trust one another in the nations because that shows that nations are shaking. Why England would blow us up in an hour if we cross their path or we'd blow them up. Just take somebody up at the head of the thing there to get a little drink or two too many or fall out with something and then the way it goes. Here not long ago, they'd say a little piece of goods made in Japan during the war. They'd slam it on the floor and walk around patriotic. And now you pay a bigger price for it than anything you buy in the nation. What happened? That pay back the lives of those boys that died over there? Certainly not. What is it? I don't care how much you fight in the material things. You're going, it won't mean one thing. It'll shake but there's one fight that you can get into and gain grounds that can never be taken away from you. That's the gospel sound of the trumpet of God's Word and His possessive gifts and promises that He gives to the church. It certainly is. Now we find. We find giving this trumpet sound. Now, every nation tries to arm their boys with the very best of defense that they can have. Now, I know sometimes these armors are not easy to pack. I had a brother, a rookie, they called him. Goes out here, and the army gives him a 90-pound pack on his back, and that's pretty as much as he weighs. They give him a shovel to dig a hole with, a rifle, and a whole bunch of hand grenades. And uh, oh, I never seen such a pack. The poor little fellow couldn't hardly move. And they took him down the road for a five-mile hike. <laughs> he liked to kill him. He said, what's this nonsense for? What do I need with this great big old helmet? Now look, the army knows he's going to need that sometime. What do I want with a shovel out here on the highway walking? Better get used to using it. <laughs> you might need it. The government isn't going to issue the old thing unless you know uh, they know you're going to have to use it. You must train for that. They find the best things that they can find to protect you with because they're interested in the nation. They're interested in you being fortified the best that you can away from the bullets. That's always been that. It started in the Garden of Eden, and God trains His church. And, uh, you know, we always have to improve. Now, the old airplanes we used to use back in the First World War, the Second World War, all them little knockers in the air was all together out when they put up these nice big uh, uh, super planes they had. Well, they were nothing. And now the ones that they just used in this last war, now they're obsolete. They don't need them anymore. they got jets. And see, you're always trying to improve, to improve on the, uh, the thing for defense. But you know what? God don't have to improve. God gave His children, His soldiers, the very best thing that could be given them. When he gave them, what did he give them? He gave them his word at the Garden of Eden, and man must have fortified himself behind the word of God, and no devil can get him. Stay in the word. Now, the enemy spy, Satan, tried to find out what could he do to break into that. So he, he noted he just couldn't come out and bluff her. So the only thing that he could do was to 
get her own reasoning. And that's what God uses today to fortify His church is His Word. And Satan comes around with reasoning power. Satan knowed that was a loophole. That was a place that people would break the easiest was at reasoning. You say, now let me just reason with you. Now, is it necessary? If God said it was necessary, it's necessary. Well, do we have to cry and boo-hoo and do all this? If God said that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is necessary, I don't care how heavy it is and how much of the world you have to give up, you're going to have to use it one of these days to stay alive. The only way of survival. Now, should we practice divine healing when we got the best doctors in the world? God gave you divine healing because He knows you have to use it. He gave you the gifts of the Spirit. And as soon as Satan got around Eve, he began to reason with her. Now, surely, surely God wouldn't do that. The people say today, there's no such a thing as hell. Let them tell you that. See, oh, surely God wouldn't burn his children. Certainly he doesn't burn his children, but the devil will his. Whose child are you? That's the next thing. Hell was created for the devil and his children, not God's children. Not one of them's going there. That's right. It depends on whose child you are. Now, God gave Eve and Adam his word, and he's never changed it. He's always had the Christian or the believer... His defense is the Word. Heavens and earth will pass away. Every creed will pass away. Every denomination will fail. Every nation will sink. God's Word will stand eternally. There will be a time when the morning star won't shine any longer. There will be a time that the sun won't shine and the moon won't shine and the world will spin in its orbit. But God's word forever will remain the same. That's something that cannot be moved. Something that you can depend on. It's certain. God says anything, it's certain to happen. If he said in the Garden of Eden for a Redeemer, he would send the Messiah, it was certain to come. Though 4,000 years they waited, but he got there. He had to come because it was a promised word of God. God promised to send him back again. He'll be here. I don't care how many infidels and skeptics rise, whatever they do, how much communism spreads, Jesus Christ will come and will get a church that's blood washed and will take it on us. God right into heaven. Why? It's certain to be God's word said so. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. That's certain. God said so. And it can't move. Can't be shuck away. God said so. If you just stay with it. Now, and have faith in it. Believe it. It's not an uncertain sound. God cannot give an uncertain sound. Creeds can give an uncertain sound. Denominations can preach an uncertain sound. But God cannot utter an uncertain sound. And this word is God. And it's not an uncertainty about it. It's every bit certain. Now, the great church is armored by the word. Now, when Jesus come, did he use that same armor? He certainly did. 
when Satan come to him in all of his strength. And he said, if thou be the Son of God, do certain, certain things. He said, it is written. Right back to the Word. Satan tried him a little higher. But Jesus, right back with the Word. It is written. There he remained upon that Word. Showing to us as an example. As he said in 1 Corinthians, I've uh, first uh, St. John 14, 13. I have given you an example. And that is an example that we should emphatically, we should perfectly put our trust in the Word of God and let everything else be a lie. That's one thing that's certain. God made the promise. God's going to keep the promise. They say, how can this thing happen? How can he get a bunch of people together with rapture and grace to go up? I don't know how you do it. It's not my business to ask how you do it. It's my business just to be ready for it. <laughs> he promised it. It's going to happen. Fortified his church by the word. And the first thing was reason. Now they say, isn't it just reasonable now? If I belong to this church, isn't that just as good as that church? There's only one church you can belong to. You'll never join it. You might join the lodge. Methodist lodge and a Presbyterian lodge and the Baptist lodge and the Pentecostal lodge. But you're born into the church of Jesus Christ. So there's the church. Those are lodges where people come together like crows set on this limb and doves on this limb and, and so forth. That's your fellowship you have together. When you're sharing on the same diet. But when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ, there's only one avenue. That's birth. Birth. It's just like a person, like I've said many times, like a, a blackbird sitting on the limb trying to put peacock feathers in his wings and say, you see, I'm a strutting peacock. <laughs> see, he stuck them feathers in himself. If he was genuine peacock, his nature would put forth that kind of a feather. <laughs> If the church of the living God is the church of the living God, it will put forth the word of the living God. You don't have to add peacock feathers nowhere. Every feather in there will be adjoined to a peacock. You can just believe that. And every feather that's joined into the church of God will be the word of God. He'll never inject anything else but the word. Amen. Because the nature of the spirit puts out only the word. Amen. I can feel religious. Right. Not nothing you try to do, nothing you manufacture. You can't manufacture you can't manufacture salvation. You can't manufacture the gifts. You got to bear the gifts. Certainly. See the the sheep doesn't uh, he doesn't manufacture wool, he has wool because he's a sheep, he just bears wool. The, the, the cherry tree doesn't manufacture cherries, it just bears cherries because the life of it's that way. And the church of the living God doesn't inject this to try to make themselves look like something. They're already what they are by the grace of God. And the word of God is joined with them and they're joined with the word. And the works that was brought forth in that perfect one, Jesus Christ, God manifested in flesh will produce itself to every born again believer. He said so. Nothing else. Now that's something certain. Now it would be a bit confusing to a man if he never knew the real sound of the trumpet. Now, the man that's never been trained to the trumpet and never heard it, well, he might be a bit confused when he hears something sound different from what he's heard. He's always been heard, join the church. 
take your letter over here and over here. That might be all right. That's all he knows. But then when you go coming back about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking about the power of God and the things that he does, and how uh, it makes the women and men both clean themselves up from a life of sin, how it makes them walk godly, honestly, and the things that it does and brings forth the baptism, speaking in tongues, healing the sick, casting out devils, prophesying gifts, woe, visions, everything in the church. Hallelujah. That's right. When it goes down, it's a bit confusing to them. It never heard that kind of a trumpet. Well, you say, my church doesn't teach that. Then it isn't blowing the gospel trumpet. Sorry. Right. But to them trained soldiers. Hallelujah. When they hear that trumpet sound, they know how to stand in order. Onward, Christian soldier. Glory. Uh, that's certain. How do you know it's certain? It's on the Word. Well, say our church doesn't teach that, but the trumpet sounds it. I don't want to be trained to a church creed because it'll shake and fall. But if you're trained to the Word, heavens and earth will pass away and this Word will never pass away. Every creed, everything else will fall, but this Word will never fail. Amen. That's the sound. That's the sound. I want to hear. Yes, sir. Oh, you say, how do I know? Jesus said, my sheep hear my sound. <laughs> they know my trumpet. He said in St. John 14, chapter 12, verse, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he'll do also. Now, he said that. The man said, well, Hebrews 13, 8 said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. Oh, they say, in a certain way. Now, real sheep say, oh, oh. Uh, something squeaked in that. <laughs> that didn't sound right. <laughs> oh, that must have been a French harp. That wasn't a trumpet. Because <laughs> the Bible gives no uncertain sound. It says you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Not you might, you will. Everyone. How long? To your children and your children's children. And them that's far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call He'll sound the trumpet in every race and every generation, and they'll hear his voice. They'll believe it, those that's ordained alive. Amen. They'll believe it because they know it's a gospel trumpet sounding. It's not uncertain. Every soldier knows how to stand. Now, you've seen Peter and John, James, and the early church marching forward this way because the trumpet Jesus said, Go ye in all the world, preach the gospel. Mark 16. These signs shall follow them that believe. We see Peter, James, John, the rest of them lining up, marching that, and we turning some other way away from it. One going forward, another going backward. One saying, well, that was for another, that, that, that sound was for another. Oh, no. Can't be that. The whole Christian army hears the trumpet. God said that was a trumpet. He can't change it. That's the sound that he said would sound by. This will all men know, and the way it goes to church. Some of them don't believe in his literal coming. The Bible said he will come. So we are looking for his coming. If he isn't here tonight, we'll be looking in the morning. If he isn't here in the morning, we'll be looking tomorrow night for him. And we'll keep on looking. If we fall asleep, or, or we haven't fainted in vain. For the trumpet of God shall sound that final trumpet. And the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air and forever be there. That's the sound of the trumpet. Whether I live or whether I'm gone, don't make any difference. I'll hear the sound. I'll rise. 
Rise. Oh, yes. Yes, Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice. He was the Word made manifest. When the, that's how his sheep know him. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, the certain sound that has sent us the sound of warning us for the judgment to come. Help us to be found ready. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.